Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm really excited that you're joining us today on the show. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to come onto the show with me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and literally everything in between. Guys, if this is your first time to listen, I want to say welcome. If this is your 109th time to listen, thanks for coming back every week. But in case you don't know, I want to tell you the reason the happy hour exists is to encourage women in whatever stage of life they're in, to inspire them to do big things and to constantly point them to Jesus. So I hope that as you listen to today's show and every show that you feel those three things coming through in the show. Hey, before we get to my guest, Jana, I want to thank our sponsor, Jelly Telly, for sponsoring the show today. Are you looking for a fun way to help your kids learn about Jesus? Guys, check out the Jelly Telly app to stream new and classic Christian shows for kids. If you are my age, I'm like 38 and you have kids, remember Silly Songs with Larry? Yes, you do. I know you do. You can share your love of old school VeggieTales with your kids now. Watch together or feel great handing your phone to your kids knowing that they'll be safe watching shows that will all point back to God. Jelly Telly is easy to watch on your phone, tablet, computer, or TV with iOS, Android, and Kindle apps, plus a new Roku channel. Try a month of Jelly Telly on jellytelly.com with coupon code HAPPYHOUR to get unlimited streaming of your family's favorite Christian videos and movies. Guys, I have this and Story loves it. So thank you, Jelly Telly, for all you're doing uh, to put great, safe shows that point every kid back to God. Hey guys, you're listening to episode number 109 of the Happy Hour, and today my guest is Jana Magruder. Jana and I first met when she worked at my church, the Austin Stone Community Church, and she has since moved on to Nashville, and she now works for LifeWay in their kids' ministry department. Today, we chat about gospel-centered parenting, and if that's a new word for you, I hope that by the end, you understand what we're talking about. We also talk about the new kids' album that Austin Stone Worship is releasing this Friday, and if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me post a lot about this lately, and it's because I'm super proud of it. The people at Austin Stone Worship have worked so hard on this album, and it really is truly something that you and your kids will both love. Aaron told me a long time ago that we were not going to let our kids listen to kids music because he wanted them to hear real music. And guys, this kids worship album is real music. It's deep in theology and it's fabulous music. And so I hope that you get it. You can check it out. I've been giving away a free song all week. So go to jamieivy.com slash only Jesus and you get a free song. Plus you can download the album. You can pre-order it right there on that page as well. And it comes out Friday. So pre-order it. And then on Friday when you're driving, There it is. It's in your iTunes right there for you. So follow me on Instagram because this week, starting today, I'm also giving away some of the t-shirts that I've been wearing about the album. They're not selling them. And so I'm going to give some away. So follow me on Instagram. It's at Jamie Ivy. Okay. Also, we may or may not have spent some time chatting about Willie Nelson because that's what we do here in Austin is we all love us some Willie Nelson. Um, Okay, guys, here is my conversation with Jana. Hey, Jana. Hey, how are you? Good. Welcome to the happy hour. I'm so excited to be here. This We're actually in person. Yay. Which is good. Austin. <laughs> it, it, we're in Austin, mm-hmm. which is funny because you live in Nashville and I was just there yesterday. I know. We must have just passed each and other in, in the Austin. sky. <laughs> did you get into Austin yesterday? Uh-huh. We literally did yeah. fly over each other. That's crazy. That's fun. Um, well, I do most of my interviews over Skype, so it's a joy to sit down with you. And I actually want to start doing all my interviews like this. Good. Do you like this better? Than I do. Being over Skype? I do. I, I have a little podcast as well, and I don't do as many as you, so I'm really happy to kind of see how you do things and learn. Um, but most of mine are in person, and I just like you know the interaction, uh-huh. get to see facial expressions, and um, 
everything. Look someone in the eyes. I know. Well, here's why here's why interviewing in person is actually harder for me. Okay? Because okay? if we were on Skype, you would be telling me something, and mm-hmm. I could look it up on my computer, and it wouldn't bother uh, you. True. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or it could be a little up, sneaky. A little sneaky. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like we need constant eye contact. Yep. But if I look down at my computer, you won't be bothered. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you do a podcast. Yes. Tell me about it and my listeners. Well, um, I do it for Lifeway Kids because that's where I work, actually. Okay, what is Lifeway? Everyone okay. may not know. Which that's true. If okay. you're a, if you like are a Christian in America, I don't know how you don't know what Lifeway is. Right. But I think that is not true. Exactly. I agree. I, I know that's like not true. The Northeast, the Northwest, the anywhere but the South. Right. Maybe I should say correct. That. Well, uh, Lifeway is a resource provider for all ages, um, and mainly for the church, but also for the trade world. Uh, so we serve authors with trade books, and we serve churches with resources. Like, for example, I oversee the kids area, so we we create content for churches to use whenever they have church, whether that be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Um, uh, and we do Vacation Bible School, which is uh, a big part of our history because we've been doing it forever. So that's fun and exciting. We come and up with all the moms are thankful. And for all you the <laughs> yes, I'm and I'm one of those moms. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to have been, you know, raised in a in a family that uh, where that took me to BBS, and I grew up in the church and in ministry actually, and so. Um, to, to actually have been a, a raised in VBS and then be a mom who was looking for VBS for my own children, you know, just for summer fun and um, just exposure to uh, the awesome biblical themes that VBS brings. And, um, and then now to be a part of the creative process because it is, it is a lot of fun. So our team gets to do that for Lifeway Kids and, um, and we have a podcast. So if you look us up, um, when you're looking at podcasts on iTunes, we're mm-hmm. Lifeway Kids. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to look it up because I didn't even know y'all had a podcast. Yeah. I saw a picture of you. I was looking at some stuff about you uh, yesterday because I knew we were going to be chatting. Mm-hmm. So I always go like investigative mode on all my <laughs> guests. And I saw a picture of you recording a podcast. Yes. Um, but I thought you were just a guest or I didn't know you hosted that one. Yeah. Way I, to go. I don't always. We, we kind of take turns, but sometimes I'm the host. I like hosting. Yes, it's fun. It's different. I've been on several shows recently, mm-hmm. and it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, because I have to tell myself to not ask, like, to sit back and listen. <laughs> Whereas normally I'm like the one that's always talking about things. Right. I know. Well, you'll have to be on ours next. I would love to. Good. Who's your last person you had on? We had. Let's see. Gosh, the last one that I did, we were um, interviewing some of our main. Uh, publishing leaders for the Gospel Project, okay, which is a fun thing that we produce for for churches, and kind of why I'm here in Austin for the weekend. Hey, yeah, I was gonna say I go to the Stone, Austin mm-hmm. Stone. You used to work at the Austin Stone, yes, five years ago. No, not that long, three okay. years, three ago. years ago. Yes. Okay, and so do we use the Gospel Project here? You do. Okay, I yes. thought that we did, but I didn't want to be assuming yes. anything. It's true. Okay, yes, um, so. Uh, when I left, I was in children's ministry at the Austin Stone and uh, left Texas, which I never thought I would do because I've lived here my entire life, and most Texans don't want to leave the yeah, state. Because we claim that like we are our own country, right? Exactly. So, and so, yeah. and I was raised that way and love it, and never thought I would leave. But Nashville was calling, uh-huh. and this opportunity came up, and it was kind of a an opportunity where I could wear all the different hats that my career had been surrounded in. Mm-hmm. So. 
Um, it's hard to say no to, and Nashville's a great city. It is and, a great city. Yeah. So anyway, uh, as soon as I got there uh, to Lifeway, it was specifically to work uh, in children's ministry for Lifeway, so kind of not boots on the ground in terms of working for the church, which is what I've been used to, but to provide resources for the mm-hmm. church that are trustworthy and content and, and highly engaging. Um, we use writers from all over the country, and so I thought, you know, for this specific line of resources, the Gospel Project, which is really a special um, curriculum is what it is for kids of all ages, as well as student and adults. I only oversee the kids. I really needed some creative um, writers who really understood gospel-centered teaching, which is pretty specific. Well, okay. I know you're going into a story here, yeah. but you keep saying gospel-centered. Mm-hmm. I know what that means. Right. We, we use that term all the time at right. our church. Um I talk about like gospel little parenting, you know, yep. I was just talking to a girlfriend this morning over Voxer and I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell you the gospel. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. What do you mean when you say gospel centered curriculum? Okay. That's a great question. So what I mean by that is, um, the, the, the lessons that we bring, the way we present, uh, Bible stories is centered on Jesus. And, um, no matter where you are in the Bible, even if that's in, Genesis, even if that's in the minor prophets, um, we're always going to focus kids back on why why do we have to have uh, Old Testament sacrifice, for mm-hmm. example? Yeah, it's to point towards the need for the ultimate savior. And so it's really awesome to be able to teach kids that way in a gospel centric way. And the Austin Stone leaders here um, in children's ministry understood that, understand that. And really we have partnered with them to continue writing the gospel project. And so they have a role in that. And that's why I'm here this weekend because they're getting all their uh, classes and leaders trained um, for how to use the content. They've actually been using it for about a year now, but officially we're doing some training this weekend. Awesome. And even doing a little retreat, so I'm super excited. And you're teaching at it. Mm-hmm. What and are you, you are too, I right? Too. Yes, yes. What are you teaching on? We're going to teach on, well, first of all, just what we just talked about. Uh-huh. Like, what is this gospel-centric yeah. view of teaching the Bible as opposed to... Um, maybe teaching Bible stories, which is how I, which is how we I all grew up. We all grew up learning you know, Bible all stories, the stories, kind of just cherry picked on their own. Yes, yes, in isolation. Uh-huh. Whereas the Gospel Project takes kids through a chronological view, so the the big pictures, what we mm-hmm. like to say, mm-hmm. but in you know grown up terms, we would say redemptive history. Right. Um, but for kids, chronological Genesis to Revelation in three years. And but with a thread of, of Christ Jesus, through throughout, yeah. and to see how that weaves together, uh. and the light bulbs come on. And so we want to train volunteers here at the Stone and other churches because I go on the road and and, and and talk to churches all over. We serve thirty thousand churches yeah. at Lifeway, which is crazy. It's crazy. Um, but that's that's kind of our message: is gospel transformation that only Jesus transforms hearts, not yeah. behavior modification. Not morals and values, not character education. Uh-huh. It's only Christ that transforms. Yeah. So let's talk about parenting because I know a lot of people listen are parents. You're a mom. Yes. Three kids. Yes. Mom into three. I've got four kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that gospel center parenting is so difficult. Yes. Because what I want my kids to do is obey me. Absolutely. No matter what. I need you to do what I say, when I say it, how I say it, exactly how I say it. Right. Which, geez Louise, that is like so, like, I don't do that. Right. (laughs) I'm like the worst. But as parents, like life is just easier when they're doing what we want them to do. Right. From a strictly 
make my day easier type exactly of thing. Um, but we also want to mold them into great citizens we yes. want them to be ethical we yes. want them to have good morals yes all of those things right how does that change though when your whole goal switches from I just want to raise a good kid right you know right to I want to raise a kid that is centered on the gospel because I think that what I've seen and some of my girlfriends that do this well and man this is like a, I'm like constantly trying to do this mm-hmm but when I look at girlfriends that are doing this well, sometimes their discipline doesn't look what, like the world thinks it should look like. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And people are like, well, you just need to spank that It's kid. a lot more grace-based than it yes. is. Um, so talk about that for yeah. a second. Like, there's mamas listening. They're like, well, I want this, but how do I do this? Like, how do I implement in my day-to-day parenting gospel? Right. Gospel that Jesus is our only hope. Well, goodness, I hope that, first of all, I'm not seen as an expert in this because I'm so in the thick of it. We're and all, really, that's, right, that's right. I just but I will knows. say, we're walking through it together. I will say, you know, it's it's really easier to write for 30,000 churches about it than it is to go home at night and so true. with three kids. It's reality. It is reality. Yeah. And the reality is, it takes a little bit more time. And it takes getting your own heart right. Mm. And I find that when my heart is not centered around the gospel when I'm kind of off. Um, because we really have to think, you know, yes, I became a Christian at age nine, but I have to gospel myself. Like I'm using that as a verb, right? Daily, Mm -hmm. hourly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to do that with my kids. I'm constantly having to, to put that in front of them, especially, you know, as, uh, I've got a 14 year old now girl, that looks different than gospel parenting with my nine-year-old boy. Yeah. And so it's really tailored to where they are. Uh-huh. Um, and so right now it's really about identity. Mm-hmm. Like, where is her identity coming from? Is it yeah. the approval of friends or is it the approval of who she is in Christ? I'm still asking myself those questions. And I'm still and dealing I'm that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why I say it really, your own heart has mm-hmm. to be in a place where you can parent that way. Yeah. yeah. And is, is that... Uh, just a silver bullet once and for all? No. It's it's just a daily thing. And I think what you said is so interesting because it made me think, I think I just had these, I just gospeled my, and explain this real quick. I get it. When you say gospeling, I'm telling, gospeling myself, <laughs> what, what it means to me is like, I'm reminding myself of the, what is true. Right. I'm telling myself the gospel. And I think growing up, I was never... I don't think I was reminded of the gospel a lot. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like right. it was like this. We know what happened. Right. Jesus did this. There we go. Right. Unless you were thinking, well, I better pray the prayer of salvation one more time just in case. Just in case. I mean, yeah. you know, just you never know. <laughs> like I did grow up camp, like that. Yes. Or, 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 we all. I mean, a lot of us did. Yes. It, a lot of us did, and a lot of us are trying to still erase that form mm. of of um, because what we're saying there is. Um, that I have to do something. Yeah. And the truth is, you don't. Yeah. So, um, you know, in parenting, to, to be able to say, you know, this is, um, this, I, I want to, I, I, it's not about sitting down, I need to tell you the gospel story exactly. again. Exactly. As much as it is, like you said, reminding who you are mm. in Christ. Yeah. 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 We do that. Yeah. Like, um, one of my kids struggles with anger. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, when I feel like I have my like good mom hat on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, when I'm really relying on Jesus to help me in parenting is when I get to remind him, you, you, you're right. Mm-hmm. You can't control this mm-hmm. anger. This is something that Jesus has to change in right. your heart. And, you know, and talking to a kid who we don't believe, you know, has been the Holy Spirit inside of him, that is just teaching him more about Jesus every single time we say that. Yes. Um, 
But geez, Louise, parenting is hard. Yes, it is. She's how old is your youngest? Okay, I have a nine-year-old boy, an 11-year-old boy, and a 14-year-old girl. Okay, so I'm not far behind you. Yeah. 12-year-old boy, 11-year-old boy, 10-year-old boy, 8-year-old girl. Yes. Crazy. It's a different season. It's so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so different. Okay, so you're here in Austin. You're teaching at this retreat, mm-hmm. which I'm excited. I'm yeah. going to be at as well. Yes. Um, but here at the Austin Stone, we ha- I haven't talked about this on the show yet, but um, everyone that listens knows my husband's a worship pastor here. Yes. You know that, obviously. Kind of know that. Yes. We put out <laughs> great music here. Yes. But we have something really exciting that's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, and it's a kid's album. Yes. What's it called? Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Okay, now I'm going to tell everyone the webpage, and you're going to think I'm lying. Because (laughs) our friend Anna is in here with us, and she just told us the webpage, and we thought she was lying. But it is, help me out, it's only Only (laughs) dot U-S. However you want to say that. Only Jess. I guess that could be like maybe your nickname for Jesus, which I don't know. Is is, is that, that appropriate? Is that okay? Even is have a that nickname heretical? For Jesus? I know. <laughs> like, what have we just done here? But only jes.us. But it's a kids album, which I'm super proud of. Aaron's had his hand in it, and um, I believe that my kid, one story, my daughter mm-hmm. sang on it. They've mm-hmm. got some little gang Sweet. vocals in there. Yes. Um, and we have been watching the videos. Can we talk about this, Anna? Okay. Yeah. So, have you seen any of the music videos? They did show me yesterday a couple of the videos. So exciting. Oh my word. Yes. So does every song come with a video? Okay. Anna is in here, and she's yes. she's my like check my facts straight here. So every song when you buy the album is going to come with a video and it's not like your normal typical video. It really looks like, do you guys, did y'all ever have the Wii game Just Dance? Yes. Did it not remind you of that? It totally did. It's like Just Dance with Jesus. Again, can <laughs> we Jess. say that? Or Jess. <laughs> so the videos are amazing because it's all these dance moves mm-hmm. and it really does feel like you're on like a Wii game. Mm-hmm. Just Dance. Mm-hmm. My kids loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay, especially, good. You especially tested. my eight-year-old girl. I bet. The best. I bet. Um, so the album comes out October 7th. See, Anna told me that. October 7th it comes out and you can pre-order it. By the time the show's out, you can listen to it. So, And it's really good. I hope everyone goes and gets it. Yes. Um, one thing I love about our stone is that our stone, our, our stone. church, <laughs> Jesus, our cornerstone. One thing I love about our church, the Austin Stone, is that um, we put out great music, obviously. But for kids' music, it's not cheesy. Right. And it's very theologically sound. It is. Which, that's a big thing. It is. It's a huge thing. Because we want our kids to enjoy the music that they're listening to and also get truths about Jesus. Absolutely. Yes. And that's what I will say. That's what, in my in my role at Lifeway, we're in the music business, and I'm so thankful for my years here at Austin Stone, even sitting under Aaron as a worship leader, learning about um, true, great worship and how to how to lead kids in that. And so that's something that we get to do is work with music producers and um, performers and writers and, and that kind of thing, because we, we put songs in our curriculum as well. So we're super excited about the Austin Stone project and okay. our own music too. Yeah. When we had kids, Aaron declared that they will not listen to kid music. Yeah. That he was just adamant about it. Yes. And of course we did because yes. kids just, they really do love that cheesy music, mm-hmm. but he was adamant that our kids would listen to like Coldplay and <laughs> you too. Yeah. <laughs> all of these things. That was like, he was, that was so important to him. Um, and our kids do like Caden just now he's 13, he's 12 and he had to pick a song mm-hmm. in English class that had, um, some, some kind of literature term in it or whatever. And he picked a Coldplay song to take Oh, in. good for him. I know. So goals achieved Goals for Aaron. achieved. Aaron, you have produced children who like good music is yes. what he has done. Yes. yes. 
You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Um, Jana, speaking of produce, you and your daughter yeah. created something together. Yes. Tell me about it. Well, Morgan Grace and I had the opportunity to um, write a little devotional coloring book together. Um, she was really the art director. She kind of has a little creative bent for um, design and um, what's really popular in her age group. So really the book is for, I say, girls of all ages, meaning preteens, teens, and even my age, okay. because it's one of these fun coloring books. But I brought one actually for a story <gasps> in you to have. Um, it's called Life Verse Creative Journal, and it's a double pack of, of, of it journals. It is two journals. Yeah, you get two. One is um, at the actual devotional coloring portion, and then one is blank so that you can collect your own life verses or doodle journal. Oh, that's a good idea. Prayer journal. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about it. And life first kind of comes from our own personal mother daughter journey, spiritual journey together. Um, when she was, I would say first grade, we just decided to pick a, a verse together for something that she could kind of champion where she is in her life right now. And so, um, we were talking about, um, Back then, this is I'm, I'm, I'm reliving these days as I, as, as I speak. But whatever is true, whatever is holy, whatever is pure, noble, worthy of excellence, think upon these things. Mm-hmm. And so that was a way for um, us to just have conversations yeah. as a first, second, third, fourth, and the conversations changed. Yeah, for a filter of okay, is this show? Does it really fall into is this television yeah. show? Does this um, song, like we were just talking about music, right. you know, Coldplay is okay, but what about Kesha? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that okay? Right. Um, and 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 lots of things like that. And and um, and so that's why we called it Life First. And really, the the journal is full of different life verses that girls 
could champion as their own or just learn from and hide God's word in their hearts. That's the really the main goal is just to expose young uh, women to scripture and in a fun and creative way. That's awesome. Story has a couple of coloring books like this and she loves them. Good. Um, and it's really good to like calm someone's brain down as well to sit yes. and doodle like this. Yes. Um, I love how you said that like the verse that you chose mm-hmm. um, and that the conversations have changed. Mm-hmm. But isn't that cool to think that the conversations have changed but God's word never changed and Absolutely. it applied to as a first grader and as a fourth grader and a fifth grader? Yes. That's encouraging as moms. Yes. Because you think like, okay, I'm going to pick a life verse for my first grader. Is it really going to matter when they're in 12th grade? And the truth is, yes. yes. Right. It will matter. Because it's a living, I mean, the, the Word of God is so powerful because it's a living document. And so the verses, whatever you choose, um, God's going to use and the Holy Spirit's going to reveal in a new, fresh way. Um, as we age. Oh, did you do this with your boys or was this something special between you no, and your daughter? No, we're doing it with our boys as well. Um, of course, it looks differently, but we, you know, we want to just start with something. And mm. I mean, for your listeners, if, um, if you're looking for a way to, how do I disciple my child? Sometimes yeah. it feels overwhelming. Like I don't have the tools. Uh-huh. I don't have the background. Um, even just starting with identifying one verse that you and your child could learn together, uh, write, post it on their bathroom mirror yeah. or their their room and and just unpack together and just learn it together and see where the conversations go. I would just encourage that as a starting point, especially if you feel a little bit intimidated about discipleship. But we all know that we have to be the primary disciplers of our kids at yeah. home. Partnered with the church is um, ideal, but really it's it's um, as moms, we've been called to do that. I know. And I think that when you said it's a little bit scary, I think it can be a little intimidating for women Mm -hmm. or moms to sit down and think, okay, I need to like tell my kids about Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just gonna let the church do that. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of my listeners probably are discipling their kids, but I think a lot of people that might be listening are thinking, well, that's why I go to church. Right. You know, they get to do that. Exactly. Um, Tell me what a kid might miss Mm -hmm. when they're only getting like Jesus at church. Right. What's that going to do to their, like, what's a kid going to miss in that way? Like, if you're encouraging a mom, let, let's talk about what a kid would miss if they're not getting it at home and they're only getting it at church. Well, think about this. Um, kids really are only, even if you're doing your very best to make church a normal rhythm of life. Right. Every Sunday we go. That's what four we do. hours. Uh-huh. Four hours of an entire month. Right. Um, and really, the reality of that, because we study statistics and stuff um uh, and what we do people go less than that even right even people who love jesus it's 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 you know oh yeah we I didn't go to church last exactly. Sunday. Exactly. There's there's different reasons in, in the and busyness my of works life. Here. Exactly. Uh-oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so case in point, folks. Yeah. Um so so really if you think about that, then that's a very anemic discipleship path mm-hmm. just in time alone. Yeah. Because um, we know, well, I mean, when I when I go for a while without being in the Word, then I get really anemic, right? And that's when I'm trying to parent on nothing, and then mm-hmm. we are back to behavior modification. Yeah, and why exactly. can't they mind me right now? Mm-hmm. And losing, you know, yeah, um, your temper too easily, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that and really, I think there's a, a switching of foundational thinking for those of us who grew up in the church. I think we really did look at our Sunday school teachers and our pastor as the spiritual authorities for sure in our lives. Yep. 
And so parents were kind of like, great, if this I can great. get them there. And, and it also empowered the teacher really mm, too much. Yeah. And I'm a, believe me, I'm a champion. I'm sitting here with Anna. We're champions for yeah. these awesome <clears throat> volunteers. We have to right. have safe adults speaking into our child's mm-hmm. life. We need that. Yeah. But if you're looking at that adult as the spiritual authority in your child's life. It's not theirs to have. And you're hands off. Right. That, I don't know, that message is is um, is not enough. Right. It's just not enough. Yeah. And I feel like, too, I think that if, if this is a parent that's doing this, it's not like a, sometimes it's not even a conscious thing. Right. It's just, I have so much on my plate. Right. I have, we have 17 practices this week. I have to feed these kids every day three times. They yes. always want to eat. I, <laughs> I might know. have a job. You know, like there's all these things. And then mm-hmm. they just think, well, at least they have church. They can right. hear good stuff at church. Yeah. And so I think that... Um, I think it takes a step for mm-hmm. parents to say, actually, we're going to bring this home. Right. We talked about this earlier with gospel-centered parenting. Gospel-centered parenting. Everything coming back to Jesus. Yes. And you really have to take advantage of the everyday moments. Right. Because if you wait for a 30-minute family devo, that Those may not ever times. happen. And, and when they do, you're going to be let down. Exactly. Exactly. I'm you, false 30, expectations. False expectations. Mm-hmm. Devotional times have always fallen short of my expectations. Yeah. Because what I expect to happen is that we all sit down. <laughs> oh, yes. Mom and dad have their coffee. Yes. Every child is like sitting crisscross applesauce, yes. very kindly, hands to themselves, <laughs> Bibles open, <laughs> hearts ready to receive. Absolutely. Um, and usually, I don't think, honestly, I don't think we've ever had a family devotion where someone hasn't been sent away. Exactly. I don't know. That might not be gospel-centered <laughs> devotional time, but I'm like, you're going to have to leave. You can't be here for this. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, maybe that's bad. We've had those moments. <laughs> but it's just exactly it's false expectations. It is. And and it's it's defeating. And mm. so and so don't don't do that. Do, parent in the moments. You know, it's everybody loves to use Deuteronomy 6. You know, it's as you go. I mean, that yeah, I talk about it as you go in, the in your car. Day. I mean, yeah. you live in Austin. You live in Austin, I live in Nashville. Sometimes I get that mixed up because we've both lived in the <laughs> yes, other city. Yeah. But um, we're in traffic yeah. all the time, and we've always got kids with us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always think of car time as a great way to just have those small discipleship moments. Yeah. And then also just authentic parenting and authentic marriages where your kids are going to see you mess up. Mm-hmm. And you use those moments as an opportunity to say, you know what? I screwed up. I screwed up. And I need to ask your forgiveness. You know, and being able to see, kids being able to see parents live life that way is, I think, a richer discipleship experience than the forced family diva that you just described. Mm -hmm. Where everyone's mad at you. Yes. Yes. No one wants to love Jess anymore. No. Or Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, Jana, I just went to Nashville. I told you that in the beginning, but I also told you I was going to tell you where I ate. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yes. I had to text my friend Heather and ask her because I couldn't remember, but here's everywhere I ate. Okay, I want to hear it. I was there for literally, I landed at nine and left the next day at six. Short time. Red Bicycle. It's crazy. Have not been there yet. Silo. Have not been there yet. Barista Parlor. I've been there often. That is a phenomenal coffee shop. And we had coffee and homemade biscuits. Yes. Yes. And then Butcher Town Hall. Yes. Which was the Great cutest barbecue. place ever. Isn't it adorable? So I love cute. the decor. And I actually, because you know, as Texas girls are very, very picky mm-hmm. about our barbecue. And I really approve of Butcher Town Hall. Well, there you go. Yeah. I actually didn't have the barbecue. They have fun salads and stuff salad. too, which is yes. kind of interesting. It's kind of like yeah. a want-want. But... 
Um, the decor in there was so beautiful. It is. It was it so really is. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you recently went to New York City. Yes. Which is so one fun. of my favorite places to it visit. Is. It is. I don't call it a vacation no. because I come home exhausted. Yes. It took me about a week to recover. Which that's not a vacation. No. No. But it, I did, I will say, for the first time in a very long time, turn completely off. So in that way, it was a mental vacation just from no work. work. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of funny. It really was a a um, movie kind of moment in my family because it was just my parents and my brother and me. So no spouses. Oh. So we rewinded back you know, 20 the plus original. years, the original Wilsons. So the Wilsons take Manhattan and the Wilsons take the U.S. Open, which is why we were there to celebrate my dad's 70th birthday. Oh, yay! So U.S. Open, um, as for a tennis player, is a bucket list item. And you told me your dad plays tennis every he day. He does. He does. With his replaced knee. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> which is replaced because he played With so tennis much tennis. Every yes. Day. yes. Yes. So you went to the U.S. Open. We did. It was and phenomenal. about it. Um, it was, well, it's just a world-class event. Even if you, for some reason, didn't like tennis, which I love tennis. I grew up in a tennis family. But um, it was just awesome to be able to get really up close to the players, yeah. to see all the interaction of just the ball boys and the umpires and the staff. And, um, uh, you know, there's a, a certain etiquette and cadence of the of you can't you can't just come and go as you please. You have to wait until a changeover between games or sets and and, There's uh, no one walking up and down the aisle selling cotton candy, I bet. No, no, no. No, nope, no, nope. no, no. Not in tennis. <laughs> Not in tennis. Which, taking the subway out to Threshing Meadows, which is where Arthur Ashe Stadium is, um, is also where the Mets Stadium is. Okay. And so get a picture of the two types of people You've on the subway. you baseball fans and tennis fans. You have rowdy baseball fans that are wearing their jerseys uh-huh. and just with their buddies and can't wait. And then you have... The tennis people who are a little bit more prim and proper, yes, and um, quieter, and it was a funny, it was a funny experience watching that for sure. Okay, so for tennis, for me, I've never played tennis a day in my life. Okay, which I don't know if that's weird. It's but not too late. Well, that's the beauty of tennis. It might be too late, Jana. <laughs> um, I've never played tennis a day in my life, but I will tell you this: when tennis comes on TV. I find myself just stop what I'm doing and watch it. Yeah. I don't understand how you get a point. Okay. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. Well, I do understand if it goes out of the lines, it's not good. But all my, what I'm saying is I don't, I don't know the rules. Yeah. But I always love to watch it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's very relaxing to watch. There's not many sports that I would be like, I have no idea what's happening, but I want to watch this. I really like this. Yes. There's an an, an intensity. You kind of hold your breath while you wait for the point to be won. And then you kind of attach yourself to somebody even if you don't know who they are and you're like I want that guy to win I don't so know why who did you like watching I really well it's always a phenomenal treat to be able to watch the number one player in the world which is like, currently Novak Djokovic Novak Djokovic that's his name he's okay. from Serbia Serbia mm-hmm. and he he's a lot of fun to watch incredible athlete and he's also really funny off the court um and then uh, just the underdog that he played in the finals, uh, I had seen play previously, Stan Wawrinka, and he ended up beating Novak, which I was okay Stan with. Stan won? Stan I won. I love when an underdog wins. And so, so yes. So that happened. And so then he won the U.S. Open. And he's, he's like 31. Champion. So a 31-year-old, which as now that I'm, I'm much older than that, but I'm always going to cheer for like... Because that's old. Is that what you're saying? Old in tennis. That's what, yeah. 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 How <laughs> old is the number one Serbian? He is, I think Novak is more like 
between 26, okay. so, somewhere around that. Yeah. Yeah, 27 maybe. Isn't it crazy that when you're 31, you're like old? You're old now, yes. Oh I know. Gracious. I know. I know. Do you tell people how old you are? Yes. Okay, because I have asked someone Absolutely. before, and they've been like, mm. I, I actually, I actually t- asked someone, I was like, how old are you? And she said, I don't ever tell anyone. Interesting. Okay. That's kind of old-fashioned. It feels like but the lady's younger than me. Back. I know it. That's funny. Yes, I know she is. She just how wants old it to be I'm 42. Okay, so I'm 38. Mm-hmm. So I'll be hitting 40 mm-hmm. in a year and a half. Yeah. Was 40 hard for you to hit? No. Was, it was 35 hard? Well, I will say, yes, I think 35 was a little bit 35 harder. 35 was hard for me. Because you are thinking that 40 is going to be hard, but something in you changes. Just like every phase of life that you're kind of anticipating. Like, for example, my daughter right now is saying, I don't want to I don't want to be old yet. I still want to be a kid. And I said, it's okay. Be that. Because God prepares your heart for when that season does come. Mm. And it is time to take more responsibility. And it is yeah. time to, and you're ready for it. Yeah. For example, I didn't want, when I had infants, I was like, oh, I just don't want the baby years to end. But then guess what? I was ready for the, when it oh, came. I was like praying they would end Yes, soon. I know. But I just use it as <laughs> an example. Yes. Or, or even these. You are, yeah. Even these, um, you know, preteen years with my sons. And I, I'm just like, Lord, I don't want them to end yet. But I know that I've just seen his hand every time. Yeah. He gets you ready. I had a friend who she was kind of like this great friend when we lived in Nashville. Her name Shauna, and her kids were older than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I had little kids, and I would always say, I don't ever, I can't imagine having an 18-year-old. Or yeah. I can't imagine having a kid in junior high. Wasn't it the saddest thing ever when you had yes. to go through that? And she's like, no, you're just ready. You're just ready. Yeah. You know, not that you, like, get out of here. I don't want to see no. you ever again. But you've no. raised children, and you're right. just like, this is what's next for us. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so is that how you felt with 40? Yeah. I, I can honestly say that. I was I was ready to, to receive it. <laughs> yes. And now that I'm 42, uh, there really is kind of this um, freshness of, like, I don't care as much mm-hmm. what that person over there might think of me, yeah. or um, I don't have everybody else in mind. Mm, that's um, good. And that there's something very there's some freedom in that, yeah. of that, and I think that does come with years. Yeah. 35 to me felt like I no longer could say I'm young 30s. Yeah. Then I it was know. like mid-30s. Yeah. And now, late 30s, late 30s <laughs> I always say I'm practically 40, but I'm not scared of 40 either. I mean, if you think about it, Let's say I lived to be at, like we both lived at eighty. Yeah, I have only lived half my life. Right. To me, I think what, how much is ahead? Yeah, I'm like loving my life right now. Exactly. I remember when being kind of depressed about thirty five and and thinking, you know, have I arrived? Have I peaked? Is and this, this is it? it? Is this it? <laughs> yeah. You know. And I read. Um, I don't know why I read this, but I read the biography of Julia Child. So get a picture of who uh-huh. that is. The the, she- the, the chef, cook, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she's very, very famous mm-hmm. and infamous for her French cooking. She's an American. Yes. She's famous for her French cooking. Uh-huh. Okay. She, in, in her memoir, in her biography, she never even went to France or knew how to cook until she was 37 years old. Oh and my the gosh. rest was history. So at age 37, she just went to France. 
And then she started to learn how to cook and play around with cooking. And then the show came. And now, I mean, she is a, an American icon. You would never know. I no. Mean, and that, that kind of gave some wind in my sails at that, what, this uh-huh. little season that you're saying is, you know, hard, 35 to 40, mm-hmm. those years, at age 37. And that was a long time ago. That's when she just first experienced it. 37. Passion. Yeah, for 37 a long time ago, because this yeah. woman has, has been gone a long time. Yeah. Um, for that to happen at age 37 is really when her career kickstarted or her crazy. life as we know her kickstarted. I say all the time, I mean, this podcast, I started doing this two and a half years ago, and mm-hmm. I'm 38. I mean, I was like mid 30s yeah. when I was, and, and I love my job. Yeah. And I didn't even know that it could be a job right. six years ago, which yeah, is crazy. It's awesome. And so I'm, sometimes I'm like, man, this is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with doing what's next. Yeah, that's great. That's I love great. podcasting. It's You're really good at it. Well, thank I'm you. I'm learning a lot right now for my own. What else you need to know? <laughs> I'm just going to teach you all my ways. I teach you all my ways. Oh, you asked me a question before we started that I want to talk about on yeah. the show because it's about podcasting. Okay. Hey guys, before we get back into talking with Jana, I just want to thank another sponsor for the show, and that is West Rock Coffee. Um, I've been drinking this coffee every morning for a while now, and it is so wonderful. West Rock Coffee believes in people and the drive not only to survive, but to live with dignity and achieve greatness. West Rock works with coffee farmers in developing countries like Rwanda and Tanzania to ensure that they are able to provide properly for their families. Many farmer partners are women and providing for their family all on their own. They pay a fair price to farmers for their coffee and offer support and training to grow their businesses. Westrock's impact helps farmers to truly thrive, and it's a coffee that you can be proud to drink. Guys, you can find Westrock Coffee in Kroger stores and other retail stores around the United States, or go to westrockcoffee.com to learn more. Okay, here is the rest of my conversation with Jana. You asked me, uh, what are we going to talk about? Right. Yes. I was kind of like, I need to know. Yeah. I mean, because I I, I put myself in your shoes sometimes when I go on other shows. If I don't know what we're going to talk about, I'm nervous. Right. Right. Maybe I need to, I want to sound smart and like I know what I'm talking about. So I like to prepare. Or not be caught off guard. Yes. Yes. But when I interview, I don't really like to tell people what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. because it's the happy hour. Yeah. And if you and I were going to coffee, I would never send you a text and be like, hey, Jana, we're going to talk about these five things. (laughs) Exactly. Be ready. Right. You know? Um, But also, I learned something when I was in radio. Yeah. Because if if you're a new listener, I was in radio for like a snap second. Yeah, you were, though. It was an awesome second. It was an awesome second. I listened to you every day. Oh, you're so sweet. It was here in Austin, and it was on a radio station called KVET with Bob Cole. And Mm -hmm. I would come in in the mornings. And we would kind of, I didn't know this either about radio, so I don't know how all stations do it, but we would talk, so on Tuesday after we finished recording, we'd be like, okay, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And we'd make kind of a rough outline. Mm-hmm. Granted, things can happen overnight, right? Sure. So we'd make a rough outline. So I'd come in the next day and be like, hey, I was thinking about this, and, da, 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 and I, was, I would start to talk to Bob about it, and he'd be, he would go, stop. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it until we're on air. Awesome. And I just remember thinking, that got the best conversation out. Mm -hmm. And so even sometimes before I talk to someone, we'll be chatting. I'll be like, let's just start because that sometimes brings out the best. That's great. And I love that Bob Cole told you that because he's just a hero. He's a hero of the state. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So there's my one tidbit for podcasting. Thank you. I'm going to take that with me. You take that and you just let that be the wind in your sails. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Okay, Jana, I always ask my guests. Oh, did we say, we did say when the album comes out. And you can pre-order it now. We said that. Okay. Yeah. And it's called Only Jesus. Yes. 
I'm wearing the t-shirt. You the, are. I'm debuting really cool. the very first t-shirt. I'm really excited about it. You came in and it. I was like, I haven't even seen this t-shirt. Yep. No, the art is perks. so good. Who did this? Anna? I don't know his name. I don't know his name either. Well, I hear he did Willie Nelson's album too. Is so. that true? That's what, can we say that? I don't know if we can say that. Oh, sure oh. we can. Why not? Why not? It's my podcast. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> and I'm on it. So. Um, so this designer does stuff for Willie Nelson, too. Which yeah. Willie Again, is like an icon. Hero of the... Hero of the state of Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anyone in America that wouldn't know who Willie Nelson was? I mean, like, do people in the North know who Willie Nelson is? I think so. Okay, that Anna counts. She's a West Coast girl, knew him. Californians. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're so different. If anyone's <laughs> listening and you don't know who Willie Nelson is, I need to know. Yeah. Because I would just be interested. Yeah. Yeah. That's to a good me, question. He's like Johnny Cash. Yes. Right? I mean, yes. Iconic country singer. Very much so. Still alive. Still alive. He may not make some of the best choices in life. We'll but just get that on. He's recording. a runner. <laughs> he's a runner. Is he really? Yeah, he's always been. Is he still a runner? The gray, he's in his 80s, right? The gray New Balances that he wears, he made famous, really, and now they're all back. My my preteen daughter, or my, she's not preteen, my teenage Teenager. daughter is wearing gray New Balances, like the plain old gray. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I'm, I call them the Willie Nelson shoes because he, he'd he'd be in his Wrangler jeans and his and, bandana and, and braided pigtails, but he'd always have on his gray New Balance shoes, and that's because he's a runner. Did you grow up here in Austin? Well, I lived here for 16 years, but I grew up in East Texas. But my, my, my father is in huge uh, Willie Nelson. Huge, and he taught me everything about country music. Has he read Willie's book? Oh, yeah. I've heard it's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I bought it I for Aaron. Um, I haven't read it either, yeah. um, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, just, the best thing I love about Willie is his songwriting, and I've seen him multiple times in person, and he's a great performer too. But his lyrics, he's cut to I the mean, heart. He's still doing. It. And have you been like, to the Fourth of July ever? Party? Yep, I have. I haven't either. Aaron has. I have. When and Aaron got invited to it, yeah. I was like, "This is not fair. You don't even like country music." But Willie is just this Willie, is really, and, it, and it's and it's a lot of it's kind of like going to ACL Austin City Limits Fest here, where you have to just be really prepared, hydrate because mm. it's it's July Fourth in Lukenbach, Texas. Texas. Yeah. So it's it's a commitment. It is. I wouldn't do it now. Did you get one of those Camelbacks? <laughs> I, I think it was before water. the Camelbacks because mm. it was in college. <laughs> I do not like ACL. Yeah, I'm, uh, those days are over for me. I used They're to go faithfully. Too. It's too much. It's yeah, too much. It is. Okay, Jana, I always ask everybody what you're reading and what you're loving. So what are you reading these days? Okay, I am reading. I have to get the title just right because it's it's um, it's important. By Kristen Welch, who uh-huh. you know, is a yes. famous blogger uh-huh. for uh, women and moms. Raising grateful kids in an entitled world. Yes. And I had I to get that, that right because shelf. It, it, it's, it's really good um, because we all know us Americans mm-hmm. are living like it or not, even if we're raising our kids to not be entitled, mm-hmm. the culture that we live in is just, it, that's every message that they get. Yep. And so how do you do that? She does a really good job mm-hmm. of framing some realistic, not just strategy and theory, mm-hmm. but some realistic ways of how to do that. So I'm enjoying that. Raising kids in an ungrateful mm-hmm. world. So, did I say it right? Nope. Raising that's why I had to write it down See, because okay. you have to. There's Raising a lot of words. Grateful kids in an entitled, in an entitled world. world. Yes. Yes. Okay. She's good. I, I have. Um, I have that book on my shelf at yep. home. It was sent to me. I haven't read it, but yep. um, I appreciate everything she does. Yes. Um, she has a really sound voice. Yes. In a world where there are a lot of voices. Yes. Her seems to be very sound. Yes. Do you know her personally? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't. So I was going to ask you about her, but you don't know her. No, do you don't. Um, I'm reading a book called. I'll butcher the title. It's called <laughs> Talk Like Ted. Okay. It's about 
TED Talks. Giving TED Talks. That sounds like a book I need to read. Because this is what I do in life. I have a talk coming up in 10 days. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's a talk where I have to stand on a stage with zero notes. Mm -hmm. It's a TED-like. Yes. So instead of writing the talk, I thought I'd read books about yeah, I mean, of course, ex- of course, right? Because that makes sense. Yes, yes. It's like I just had a meeting. I'm about about to start writing a book, and I was telling my one of the people that I'm working with about all the books I was going to read about writing. Yeah, and I, and she kind of looked at me like, well, maybe you should just write. Yeah. Like, okay. Yes, I tend to do that. Let me read everything about how to do it. Right. To fill up the time when I'm yes. supposed to be doing that. Oh, I just got through writing oh, a, a book, not a coloring book, and it's hard. Tell me about this. It's called, well, it's very specific to kids' ministry. Okay. So if for some reason you're listening or and you know a kids' minister or you are a kids' minister, you might be interested. It's releasing October 1st. It's called Kids' Ministry That Nourishes. Mm. And we are using um, nourishment as a way to talk about three essential nutrients. But I promise it's not a book about snacks okay, for good. your kids. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> But it's about spiritual food and what are essential nutrients in in the food world and nutrition world are um, things that your body has to have to survive but doesn't make on its own. And so what are we giving our kids in ministry that they must have? Mm. And so that's what the book is about. Um, It's based on three essentials. So I'm excited about that. It comes out in just a couple weeks. Yes, it comes out in a couple weeks. Is this something you can get on Amazon or just just through? Okay. You'll be able to get it on Amazon or Lifeway. Yeah, yeah. Lifeway.com. All I was thinking about the things that my body needs that doesn't produce was I'm just keep thinking about Chick-fil-A. That's yeah, it. it does not produce Chick-fil-A. It doesn't because <laughs> I went to get Chick-fil-A this morning and my regular Chick-fil-A was closed. And so that is so sad. I, I literally am going to spend the rest of the day complaining about it. Yes. Can you gospel me through this? <laughs> that is a gospeling moment. I need to be gospel through my lack of Chick-fil-A. I had two girls on my show recently, the live show, and you, one lives in San Diego-ish or Orange County. And one lives in um, the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Do you know that neither one of them had ever eaten a Chick-fil-A? You are kidding I'm me. not kidding. That's like not knowing who Willie Nelson is. Or Jesus. <laughs> or like, <laughs> like, I, I literally, like, my jaw dropped. I'm yeah. like, you've never eaten at Chick-fil-A? That is so just, like, foreign to me. I thought Chick-fil-A was everywhere. Yeah. That, well, it's, in and, it's all about In-N-Out Burger in the West, yeah, right, Anna? Uh-huh. Our Californian... Yes, there. which we have them in Austin now. I know. They're not my favorite. Right as I was leaving, Do I you yeah. like it? Well, not well, we have this very special thing called P. Terry's, which I think in is Austin, much yes. better Me too. than In N Out. Sorry, listeners. But I was really they, surprised <laughs> about In N Out coming to Austin. Me too. We have so many local Right. Uh, I mean like P. Terry's, what's yeah. the other burger place that I love? Uh Phil's Ice House. Yes. Which I haven't eaten there forever. But yes. I'm like, are people gonna go to these burger places? Right. And they do because the line is forever long it's in In N Out. Still so famous. In the West, so it feels like it's something you've got to do here when it comes. That's my theory. Here's my thing: if you come to Austin and you want to get a burger, yeah. don't go to In and Out. No, go to California. Yeah, go back to <laughs> uh, okay, hamburgers. Now I'm going to be hungry for a burger. Okay. Yeah. Also, I asked my guests, what are three things you're loving? What are you loving these days? Okay. Well, we talked about the whole 40 thing, so you really got me there. Um, I'm loving being over 40. Yay! I can say that out loud on a podcast. Um, Like I said, just being kind of free from um, sort of the expectations that we carry around maybe in our younger years and the the fear of judgment uh-huh. um, and and the just the anxieties of the world that yeah. we as women carry yeah. is um, 
is something that comes with age, I think. And so I'm, I'm loving being over 40. I was just, when you said it comes with age, I was just thinking, how do we do this earlier? But I think that you have to live life. Yeah, I think you, you have to understand. You, like you, you have fast to get forward. To, yes, mm-hmm. you have to get to the point where you think, I'm going to survive. Right. This is not all about me. Right. Yeah, and that comes with age and life right. and exactly. circumstances. And, yeah. Right. I like, I'm feeling more of that in my good older late 30s good 38 it's coming early it's for you coming yes <laughs> i'm gonna hit 40 with a bang that's right that's right it'll be okay great. what else are you loving um okay this is so obvious because i feel like everybody knows about Lacroix, and i've heard that i'm saying it the wrong way now because it's it it's can, Lacroix, right no now everybody's saying it's if you pronounce it in French, La Croix. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, is, and then there's, well, some, there's somebody, there's another pronunciation, which I don't know, but I don't know. There was some article that said that. Well, but I'm trying to find all the flavors, and my favorite flavors are not normally on the shelf, which makes me what's sad. What's your favorite flavors that you're not getting? Cucumber blackberry. Have you ever had that one? Well, I just bought it for the first time this last yes. week, and I think I bought it, and I haven't even been in town. My yeah. family's probably, you know, that's what they do. Yeah. They drink all the stuff you love. Yes, so, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, yes, they do. This summer, I made a rule. You get one special drink a day. Yeah, that's and a good still, rule. I'm that's buying, good. like, mounds of stuff from Costco. I uh, know, and, and they inhale it. And I, I won't buy soda because I'm that No, we don't mom. either. We don't do soda. And so the least I could give them is what we call spicy water. Spicy water. That, Carbonated. Yes. Spicy. Yes. Yes. It's okay, so cubic, cucumber what? Cucumber blackberry. Yeah, that's I haven't tasted it. Okay, where'd you get it? H-E-B? H-E-B, okay, yeah. Sorry, you don't have that natural. Yeah, I know. It's so sad. But um, anyway, we could have a whole podcast talk about the differences in Austin and Nashville. Oh, I know. So yeah. maybe another day. But um, I miss H-E-B. Um I have just gotten back into the classroom teaching um, fourth grade girls. So I took a little bit of a sabbatical where I was just subbing and doing some preschool stuff, which I love. I love my preschoolers. But in children's ministry, so many ages are represented, I love, you know, from babies all the way to preteens. So I'm back to serving every Sunday with fourth grade girls, which is to me my favorite age group. Such a fun age. Favorite age group. And I'm loving that, mm. and it helps. It, it just helps me stay fresh and current in the role that I play, and um, and I I just love it. So you get to teach the curriculum that you helped create. I do, which is great. I'm sure that's fun. It is. It's fun. It's and it's sort of humbling, like you know that we, you know my team got to do yeah. this, and, and, and churches all over are doing it this Sunday as well. So um, I'm would loving. You'd be very proud of that. Yeah. Well, I'm just like I said. I'm very humbled that. That God has allowed this opportunity for me, so, so it's great. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Um, we had Sally Lloyd Jones was on the show. She was. She's so great. She's the best. People ask me all the time. They like you've interviewed all these people. Who's been your favorite guest? Yes. Um, and I have lots of favorite guests. Like, yeah. I'll be like everyone's my favorite. But sure. In reality, yes. My most unexpected favorite guest on the happy hour has been Sally Lloyd Jones. She's delightful. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear that show, Anna? Yes, you love. I'm gonna have to look it up she because loves, I oh, love you her. have to listen mm-hmm. to it. Listen to it on your, on your way home. Okay, um, not because it's me, but because she's amazing. No. But every time we talk about no. this gospel centered, everything goes back to Jesus. Right, you can't not no. mention her Bible. You can't. Um, well, it's God's Bible, but the Bible, her storybook Bible, story right. right? It's it's very anointed. The it really Jesus is. storybook Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, came out a couple years ago and it has been such a great resource um for parents and it's the same thing that you guys are creating it's so good that thread of the redemptor the rescuer god always had a rescuer 
And she has, I don't know if you've seen this, her new book, um, God's Love. Oh my gosh, God's Love for You. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I'll fix it in the show notes if it's not. Um, but it is basically an adult version of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Which is so important. I have countless friends. I started giving them as gifts a long time ago. It's been out more than two, a couple of years. Yeah. Um, where they would say, thank you so much. This has helped me exactly. yeah. understand. And, that, and we find that in the Gospel Project that it helps with volunteer recruitment because yeah. parents, adults are like, I want to teach this because it's helping me. Mm-hmm. Because they grew up like we did. Yeah. Stories in isolation, yeah. attach the plan of salvation right. at the end and call it the gospel. Call it a day. Too. Yeah. yeah. And call it a day. Yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah. And so they're learning. And, and there's just a specialness about about that particular storybook Bible. And like, like we've been talking about, just gospel-centered teaching. I had the opportunity. She spoke at um, one of our conferences a couple years ago, and I got to take her to lunch. And I have never been so starstruck. I, I'm starstruck because she's right a hero now. of the faith for yes. me, and yeah. she really is. And and she's a little bit like Mary Poppins uh-huh. um, in terms of um, you know she's British, of course. You know, I don't even know what she looks like. Oh, she's darling. She's she's very petite, and she's a runner, and so she. Of course, she is. Yes. her and Willie. Yeah, her and Willie. See, I love this. All, I love all my favorite things. What are you loving right now? Uh huh. Yeah. Sally Lloyd Jones, Willie Nelson. Uh-huh. Some things will never change. Yes. Um. So she really remind, and I love Mary Poppins. I mean, that's one of my childhood um, favorites. You know, and my kids love it too. She reminded me of a Mary Poppins because she's she's charming and delightful. Uh, in terms of being a Brit, because uh-huh. you know us she, Americans are just always fascinated to hear them sure. talk, and yeah. they're so eloquent in their articulation, mm-hmm. and she's all those things. But she's also very, um, you know, how Mary Poppins is a little bit prim and mm-hmm. a little bit um, proper to the point of you know um, uh, those kids minded her out of respect, like you respect uh-huh. what this woman is saying, yeah. and I'm hung on her every word because there's just Sally's so much wisdom. Yes. Yes. Well, she would. She she loves to come to Nashville. So you guys should just meet meet up there. <laughs> and she was so. The thing about her too that I really made me even love her more is we've never met. Yeah, never. Mm-hmm. She came on my show. Was our conversation was the first time? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the show, she was so over the top kind to me. She's very kind. I mean, mm-hmm. she could just have been telling me like, you know, false stuff. But it was one of the biggest encouragements that I've ever had on the show. Oh, that's great. wonderful. I mean, I just love yes. of her. She She's is. phenomenal. She really is. Yeah. Very special. Okay, so I'm so glad you got to come in today. Me too. This has been a treat for me. Thank we'll you. We'll see each other tomorrow. Yes. When we're both teaching at yes. the thing. Um, I'm and teaching on love. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. You got that talk ready? I've got it ready. <laughs> good girl. First John 4, I am ready. Um, <laughs> so I'll be doing that. And it's so good to be with you and hear about what you're doing. Thanks, and Jamie. I just really hope as parents are listening, I, I really do think that this gospel-centered parenting is a new concept for a lot of people. And so mm-hmm. my prayer is just as people listen, they just mm-hmm. think, wow, that makes sense. Yeah. Because really when you think about it, Jesus being the center of it all, mm-hmm. it does make sense. It does. And that is, he was always the center of the plan. Yep. You know, and I think when you can do what you guys are doing Mm -hmm. with the gospel project of constantly pointing us back to, Mm -hmm. even in Genesis, we see that God had a plan to redeem his people. Right. Which is so comforting. Yes. And don't let kids miss that. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Jana, thank you. Thanks, Jamie.
guys, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Jana, for joining me and giving us a great hour of fun and intention about parenting and raising up the next generation. It was so fun to talk about the worship album. Um, we even giggled a lot when we found out the webpage. It's onlyjess.us. We thought that was funny. Uh, remember, everything we chat about can be found on my website, jamieiv.com. So if you're listening to the show and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to know where to get that, or I want to know what they said, or I want to know how to find that sponsor, Jelly Telly or West Rock Coffee, jamieivy.com has everything. And so we try to make that easy for you because we know while you're listening, you're doing some of these things. You're running or walking if you're me. Uh, You're doing laundry. You're folding clothes. You're washing dishes. You're driving. You're doing all kinds of things. And we get that. And so thanks for listening. And we want to put everything up there so you can find it. Guys, thank you so much for listening every single week. And especially last week. If you missed it last week, head back and listen to it because it was my conversation with Beth Moore. She for sure was one of my bucket list guests. And so it was such a joy to chat with her. Um, She said some profound things that so many people have told me this week that they are still like marinating in their mind over. And I myself am doing that as well. Guys, don't forget also we have the happy half hour. It comes out every other Friday. Last week, my guest was Kirsten Dickerson, who started Raven and Lily. We had a great time catching up. The happy half hour is where I bring a guest that's been on already before and just ask them some more pointed questions. 30 minutes every other Friday. You're going to love it. Guys, today's show is edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from Jason Poe. As always, if you're ever interested in partnering with The Happy Hour, feel free to email info at jamieivy.com. Hey guys, every year we do a Christmas gift guide. I have done it on my blog forever, and last year we did it for the first time on the podcast, and it was so much fun. Basically, I want to showcase companies that are doing great things and point them to you for you to buy your gifts from. We did one for Mother's Day. Go back and I sometimes go back and check those out when I need to buy a gift. So always keep those in your phone and ready to go. Well, we're doing it again this year. So if you own a company, if your company creates stuff that's ethically made, if it's a small business run by a woman, uh, or if there's a give back model, these are things we're looking for that we want to showcase. If you're interested in being a part of it, Go ahead and send us an email as well, info at jamieivy.com. And we're going to start taking applications for that really soon. So there's that for you. Guys, next week, Amanda Bible Williams. Yes, that's her real name. I did ask her that. Next week, Amanda joins me and we had a great time chatting about how important it is for women to be in God's word daily. And then we talked about how to do that if that's a struggle. Um, We also talked about resting and what God says is true about you and not your emotions And what life is like when our husbands are out of town for a week. Guys, I love chatting with her. It was so much fun. She's a part of the She Reads Truth group. And their book just released yesterday. And so go ahead and get that if you want. She Reads Truth. You can find it on Amazon, wherever they're sold. Um, I've read parts of it, and I highly recommend it. But next week, I get to chat with Amanda. And we just had so much fun when we recorded. I was having a little bit of an emotional day. And so I was a little bit weepy. But it's life. So there you go. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me on the happy hour. Enjoy your week. Guys, share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you next week.